Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Good afternoon and welcome to Engage Success Radio show number 374, engaging your internal audience with visual communication. So today we're talking about communication and its opportunity to inspire. I'm Joe Dobbs, your host for today. I'm an engagement consultant working within the Engage Success core team. And the Engage Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there is a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice, inspiring people and workplaces to thrive. And we're widely supported across the UK involving the public, private and third sectors. If you go to our website, engagesuccess.org, you can use the link at the bottom of the page to join our newsletter list and all our social media links are there too. My guests today, yes, I have two guests, are Theo and Julie Fells, who are the owners of Feisty Brown. Welcome, Theo. Welcome, Julie. Thanks for joining me. Hi there. Hi, thank you. So we don't often have two guests, but fortunately you are in the same building, so you can see each other. Yeah, that should make it easier. So start by telling us a bit about who you are and who Feisty Brown is and what you do. Great. Um, I'm Julie Feld, and I am one of the partners at Feisty Brown. We started Feisty Brown about three years ago. Uh, we are primarily a design studio, um, and we focus on internal communications, although we, we do other things as well. Um, and I do the, the business side of Feisty Brown. Um, I'm also, uh, provide a lot of support, uh, to Theo in, um, his creative process and, uh, I'll hand it over to him so that he can introduce himself. Yeah. And I'm Theo Fels, the other partner in Feisty Brown. And, um, I'm the design director. I've been, um, designing for corporations since the mid nineties. And I was kind of uh, um, entered the design business as a publication designer and kind of fell into designing for corporate communications and have, it's been a pretty large part of uh, our business ever since. Lovely. So it's interesting, when I first started working within the movement, I got to know Joe Moffat, who's my fellow strategy director and fellow radio show uh, host and um, I, it was quite unusual I thought when I first met her a good few years ago now because she talked about using marketing principles within organizations for engaging employees um, and her background was uh, external marketing and she sort of brought it in and I guess that's a bit of where you've come from it doesn't feel like it's been a thing for that long really within organizations I think back to my sort of corporate career and how you know we had nicely designed forms and things like that, but I don't suppose they were designed to really help with engagement and, and vibrant communications within the organizations, really. Things seem to have changed in sort of recent years to that. Tell us a bit more about how that's developed for you. Um, well, I think that, you know, we, we always believe that um, you should treat your you should communicate to your employees just as you would to your customers because they are really a customer. Um, they're a customer of your brand. They're a customer of, you know, what you are producing 
and the level of respect should really be similar to the customer. Although there's a different, you also have to realize that there's a whole different kind of language that you might be, that might be part of the conversation with your employees than with your customers. But it's that level of information and constant um, communication with your employees that makes that makes that population uh, much more active and much more invested. Mm -hmm. I, and I would uh, go back to Joe's question that I think the internet has added a lot of um, focus on on the visual side of things, and that um, this idea of bringing in some of the techniques of external comms to the internal workplace have to do with that platform. That um, mm -hmm. there's a great opportunity there to um, have things that are really um, appealing and uh, allow content to get digested quickly. Yes, yeah. So let's talk a bit about what you see employers doing uh, in terms of the sort of visual element of the work that they do around engagement. What what are they doing and, and doing really well and where does it not work quite so well? <laughs> you know, what they're, what they're doing right now is they're doing Zoom backgrounds. That's it. <laughs> 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 we get so many requests for Zoom backgrounds now. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> part of our, part of our, uh, a lot of our work for our clients is event-based. Um, and it's, you know, internal events, not external, but internal events. They'll have business meetings, they'll have meetings of groups, meetings of divisions, town halls. And now all of these events are remote. So yeah. we're still branding them, but we're branding them completely remotely. So it would be much more high-level um, uh, presentations, whether it's uh, uh animated or PowerPoint or Google Slides or whatever our, our customer decides to use. Um, but they have been, um, I, I must say, there's like an extra level of attention to them now because that's their way of communicating when everybody is, you know, rem most of our the workers are working from home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I suppose I hadn't really, when you said Zoom backgrounds, it was sort of like, of course, yeah, you know, now, now you've mentioned it, but I wouldn't yeah. have even really sort of thought about that. But as you say, I suppose when you've got a whole event experience in real life and you've got people prancing around on stage with slides being one element of what you see, that is actually quite different from a screen where, you know, you can have more things going on than just the slides, but actually it's quite distracting and quite hard to do that. So I guess, as you say, even in simple terms, slides that you have to put up in front of people have got to be spot on for this sort of environment. Mm -hmm. They do. They do have to be spot on. And one thing that we we feel when we're doing these events is that the slides that the, that the speaker shouldn't really lean on the slides too much to tell the story. They back you yeah. up, but it's really what you're saying. Um, yeah. I mean, there is certainly a point where you need to show data. You need to show trend lines. Um, when you get into the real nitty gritty of um, performances, but still, it's you want the person to focus on the speaker. Mm, mm. Um, what about that whole thing about as social media came along and as we've all been working out of our sort of home offices and stuff, there's a whole big thing that's developed even more than it had been already around bring your whole self to work. And, you know, we see people for who they really are because 
you know we're in their homes if you like and there's been a sort of trend towards uh you know videos that people make just off the cuff you know on their phone very natural rather than all the overproduced potentially um sort of videos from from yesteryear as it were <laughs> like last week um how does that then play into what we've just said about you know it's really important that the quality of the visual communication is really strong when that could almost be sort of too slick and not that real life thing that we're talking about yeah i i would say that even though um you know there is this element of social media and uh videos taken on your phone that when you string those together it becomes a story for the company that needs to be uh, fine-tuned. So there's a balance between having this kind of raw content, but then how you present that for the company. Yeah, I Mm. I just would like to add, I think what Julie said is right, is that it's part of a narrative of what you're, of the, the event or the piece of editorial that you're trying to get across to your employees. So, so out of context, it's kind of fun and goofy, but in context, it makes sense. And I, I'm kind of glad you yeah. brought this up because one thing that's really, I think is really awesome about us all working at home is everybody's seeing people for what they are. It's a much more human, people, the human, people are starting to understand that people have home lives and they can actually get their work done and be at home at the same time. And I, yeah. I think that it's an interesting paradigm shift in the way we're going to be working going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So you talked um, about, Julie, about the internet and how you f- feel that sort of move design on within organizations around engagement. Do you, When you do an, um, internet designs, are you designing the sort of technology piece as well or is it the look and feel and somebody else is doing the technology uh, somebody else does the technology in our case oh, okay. we, okay. we have a uh, we have a, a development partner that we use frequently yeah. um yeah. and but we also work with um with development teams that are internal to the company um yeah. so we we do the look and feel and then we work with them through development um, to make sure that they're translating it correctly or if something that we've designed doesn't quite fit the tool that we adjust as needed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the reason I ask is that a lot of intranets originally came from sort of a bog standard. This is what you get and you can change the colors and add your logo. And that's pretty (laughs) much it. (laughs) Um, Not doing that, are you? (laughs) No, we, we actually do. There's, um, we have been brought in to push the boundaries of what you can do in very restrictive tools, like um, the, the latest SharePoint. Um, there really isn't that much that you can do, but um, we're finding that some of the subtleties of design actually can make a big difference, even in those environments. Um, mm-hmm. you, know, you want to talk about that a little bit? The- well, I mean, the, the, I, I do, but the thing that it makes that is important for us right at the start when we're doing an an intranet design and we're working with an internal development partner is to understand how the development partner works. Every corporation we work with has different types of development teams. And like our first step 
is to talk with the development team and understand their process and how we're going to work together. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you get to kind of these out-of-the-box internets, and they do range from being fairly flexible to being fairly inflexible. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, flex, the flexible ones, they're easy to design against. They're easy to kind of get what you want after you have created your strategy for the internet. The inflexible ones, I think, for us, really rely on the editorial, on what it says, on how it leads an employee through the process of getting to where they want to go so they don't get frustrated. So it might not be too pretty. It might not have all the bells and whistles, but you've got to look and you've got to say, what's our, you know, what's our goal? Um, or what are our goals for this internet? And how do we get people to that goal as quickly as yeah. possible? And, and how does it differ designing for an intranet as opposed to an, well, I was going to say an extranet, I guess, an internet. <laughs> <or website. laughs> it's not an extranet, is it? It's a, you know, it's a website for a company. So what sort of considerations, you've just mentioned people getting to that information quickly. I would imagine web designers might say the same for customers, but I would think from an internal point of view, because you're not marketing as such, you've, you've, you've got lots of information you need people to be able to get to quickly through processes, I guess, and that sort of thing. Is, is there a, a difference between external websites and internal internets in design terms, or are there lots of similarities in terms of the sort of theory, if you like? Um, I think there, I mean, you're right that getting people to where they want to go quickly is essential for any website, whether it's internal or external. The nature yeah. of, of an internet you know, starts with the idea that the internet is kind of your portable corporate headquarters. Um, and then it branches out from there. I mean, there's not, a, there's yeah. no, there's, uh, you have all the, you know, human resources aspects that people need to get to, whether it's, you know, whether it's dealing with your expenses or your time off or, um, you know, your insurance, what, what, whatever. That's, you know, that's a whole different level of interacting with a website rather than an external site. Um, um, the, one thing, the one thing that we think is important that you see on other sites is um, how to integrate news and information in the intranet. Because you, in order to keep your employee workforce engaged, you, they, they want to understand where their company stands in the greater scheme of things. Um, mm-hmm. Whether Internal news or external news about about the company, and and I guess lastly, we always are thinking about the brand. Um, there's a certain, you know, companies have a, you know, external websites are very well branded. You'll, you, you know, you've, you've seen them all, and they actually have, in a sense, their own kind of language that they speak to their customers. It's the same thing internally, although the language is kind of tweaked a little bit. There's shorthand. There's there's just a way to communicate internally that makes you feel like you're part of the family. Mm. Yeah. So can employers do who are listening, who are thinking about intranets and the design of, uh, of them? Um, what sort of things can they think about and do? What things do they need to think about when they're putting them together? Oh, Julie's looking at me to answer. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need a little more, um, a little more understanding of what what the question is. 
Yeah, so I just just thinking, you know, organizations are creating intranets to help with engaging employees and help employees to collaborate and help employees to work together um, and achieve the objectives of the organization. And we said at the beginning, you know, they could be sort of quite inflexible and, and quite plain, if you like. Um, but, you know, there, are there tips for making them more engaging and, and bring people together more? Are there certain things that, that you would always look to put in place on a, a on a, an internet in order to help employees to feel more engaged with what's happening in the organization. You've talked about the news. I guess that's one of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just the, tips for people listening. I, I was going to uh, say, actually, I think that one of the, the most important tips doesn't have so much to do with design. It has to do with content and that's doing a really good calling of what content is out there, making sure that, that there's not multiple versions of the same document out there, that you have a good search so that um, when an employee is looking for something, they're finding the most up-to-date uh, resource that you have. Um, and that, that helps the idea of, of wayfinding. Um, and it has nothing to do with design. It, it just has to do with making sure that uh, you have control over everything that's on your internet. Yeah. And what sort of elements of, are you putting into internets again to engage people um, in terms of like resources and so on? I'm just thinking like back to the days of uh, thinking about such things myself. And you know, you've got all the obvious things about um, I don't know who's who in the organization and as you said already latest news and so on are there is there like a standard set of things that always need to be included yeah i think there are some standard sets of things um and there they can be you know super helpful i mean one of the things is uh having employee profiles and under because a lot of companies that we work with they may be spread out they may not know uh what everybody does and so Every if you if you engage your employees to um, start a profile, let people know what your expertise are, and that's searchable. Then it's it's something that that allows other employees to maybe find experts um, in something that they're in in aspects that they're looking for. Um, the other thing that um, is also very kind of helps get work done. It's being able to create groups, being able to create your own little subsites on the internet for for certain initiatives or for certain jobs for idea sharing. So a lot of uh, even out of the box websites allow you to create pages on the fly and invite people to join. And sometimes it could be as simple as a repository for documents for a project, um, or it could be as um, you know it, it could it could look like a website in itself with all sorts of um, with, with all sorts of navigation. Um, I think that, uh, I think that there is also a, a messaging aspect to websites that we're finding now. And it, it's, it gets a little um, tricky because people want to be able to message somebody inside the firewall. It's, you know, they want to feel like it's safer, but also there's a lot of other messaging um, uh, platforms out there such as Slack or, Microsoft mm -hmm. message. And you can't have all of these things running at once. Well, actually, 
a lot of people do have all of these things running at once. And it's very yeah. confusing. So that's something you really got to think about is like, are we going to use the messaging for our, you know, internal for our internet or are we going to stick to Slack or are we going to stick to Microsoft message? And mm-hmm. our, you know, our recommendation is stick to one, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just going to make things a lot less confusing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Let's talk a bit about what the process is. So an organization thinks, right, we need some um, more cohesion within our internal comms. We need some um, some internal branding, if you like. We're thinking we might need an intranet. How do you work with them? What's the process to sort of kick that off? And how much of it involves engaging with the employees who are, after all, your audience? Well, we, um, we work with a lot of, of partners when we do uh, an intranet and we have a, a very strong strategy uh, partner who will come in and uh, create focus groups of um, different employee groups and leadership groups and get feedback on all sorts of uh, things what employees like about what they currently have what what they don't like uh, what they think is missing um, and we take all of that information and put it through um, an architecture process um, and, and really look at the different components that are necessary before even getting to thinking about look and feel. Um, and then once we start on the design, there's still a lot of uh, feedback. Usually we'll present designs. Um, of the home page and maybe a couple of other ancillary pages that um, will get shared with with different stakeholder groups and um, that feedback gets incorporated into further revisions on the design. Yeah, and I'll just add um, throughout this whole process, for us, the most successful intranets are the ones where we are we have a good rhythm with our with our customer um, that we are showing ideas and talking about the results of our focus groups and talking about the results of our um, architecture and the results of our design so we can get feedback from them. And also along the whole way, we are um, really trying to understand the best way to talk to the employees. Um, What's the, what's the language? What's the voice we want to use? Um, because that, that'll go a long way to engaging an employee in the intranet over and over again. If it's mm-hmm. not an enjoyable place, if it's not a comfortable place to, you know, log on to at the beginning of the day, you're going to, you're going to lose, you know, you're going to lose engagement. Yeah. So are there any principles of marketing if you were thinking sort of external marketing that you don't use internally? I don't know if that, there's an answer to that question other than <laughs> you might just say no. <laughs> but I don't know, it just sort of popped into my head that we're talking, you know, similarities, but are there things that you definitely wouldn't do because it doesn't make sense? Well, I, I don't think that you can be as risque <laughs> to a, on an, or talking to an employee. Um, yeah, there's no shopping cart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know, it's a good question, and I think the reason we're a little stumped is because we really feel like the employee is a customer. Um, yeah. 
And you know what? They are comparing their intranet to all the other websites they look at throughout the day. So if they're looking at their favorite um, entertainment site or their newspaper site or even a store, we're in in competition with them. And so it's, I mean, obviously all of those sites are delivering different aspects to the viewer, but still, you know, we're all living in the same world. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. something that we need to consider. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going going back to the, um, the importance of having news on the internet. um, It's a lot of employees will go to the company's external website to get news, but the idea is to keep them on the internet. So that news should be brought into the internet. Yes, that's really interesting. It's, in fact, it reminds me of how often in the past employees would find things out about their organization from the internet and social media, and yeah. nobody had thought about communicating it internally before that happened. I guess that's that's part of the importance of, of having that internet. Definitely. I mean, another aspect to, to the news is really uh, to get – people in your company to understand who is there and what they're doing and what the successes are and who, who are the successes. Um, and what other divisions are working on. Yeah. I mean, they, it's a whole little ecosystem. Every company has an ecosystem and um, there's a, there's a lot of information to be had. If you, if you have a good editorial board and a good plan on how to disseminate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're just coming into the last few minutes of the show. Can you um, perhaps highlight your project, the project that you're most proud of that you've done in this sort of arena and, and why it, it was so good in your, in your view? Um, okay, I'll, yeah, right. yeah, you can I think we just did a project for a, um, a foundation in, in, the, in the West Coast of the United States. That's as, that's as close as I'm going to get to identifying it. <laughs> Um, and it's a small, it's, it's a company with 100 people in it, but they really were segregated. They, they, they have, they give out grants, and there's maybe seven categories of different types of grants, and each category didn't know what the other group was doing. And that was really one of the main reasons they wanted to redesign their very old intranet, um, to, let, to let people communicate with each other and know what the company is doing as a whole. Um, and I think one of the reasons we really enjoyed it is because the, the group that brought us in were very invested in this. They, they saw the seriousness and also the, um, they wanted to kind of um, correct the error of their ways. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and we, I think what we did is we created a, a, a good um, internet with, with a lot of the aspects that we've been talking about right now, which is, which, which is about how to find people, how to get your work done, how to raise up the tools you need um, to, to maybe your own personal homepage as, as, so you can get that work done quickly and then go, go on with your work. Um, but we want to make sure that it's interesting enough that people will start their day um, on, on the internet. So it, that was a good one. And I, I might add an, as an ancillary thing, we do a lot of um, uh, marketing, internal marketing campaigns for events, for new strategic directions, 
um, for uh, for new kind of uh, products that 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 the company wants to um, inform their employee population about. And these can also be very fun, and they can be also the type of things that it's just not a one-time thing. It's uh, in a sense we're marketing it throughout a few months along along the year. And as you say, that whole sort of taking the same attitude you would to an external marketing campaign, even though there isn't a sale at the end of it, as you said. <laughs> Lovely. So we're just coming to the end of the show. Any any final top tip to share that people can take away? Um, I'd say top tips to share if you're just starting, if you're redesigning your internet, is really engage your employee population from top to bottom and understand, you know, try and get, gain an understanding of what they want to get out of, out of it. The other thing I would say is just be as human as possible. You know, yeah. talk to them like you talk to your, your best friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Thank you, Theo and Julie. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for asking us. So just to let you know, next week, uh, Jo Moffat will be back, and she's talking with Catherine Matisse, who's founder of Civility Partners, and they're discussing the epidemic of workplace bullying and how it impacts your workforce and what to do about it. So Jo will be back with you next week. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.